to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. This week's show is brought to you by the Heisenberg Schrodinger Corporation, where they may or may not do things and or stuff, and you may or may not have already hired them. Just mentioning their name, in fact, could be changing the outcome as we speak. The possibilities are endless. Or not. Heisenberg Schrodinger, where uncertain is the only certainty. My name is Jason. Hey, it's KJ, and we're kicking off this episode with our Week in Review. Well, actually, just my Week in Review, because Jason didn't really do anything this week. Or did I? We answer, where in the world is KJ this week? Wait, where am I? I thought I was right here. When you think about it, aren't we all right here all the time? Yes and no. Or are we nowhere none of the time? No and yes. Hmm. Then we'll talk what's trending now, and see if we have a guest. Like we could answer that. We'll wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what's up this week? Bracket week. The worst time of the year. <laughs> Good is up. Not necessarily because it's bracket week. But brackets. We, we, brackets. We're talking about brackets. The snow here in, in the middle of nowhere is finally melting. That's why good is up for me this week. Oh, okay. That's good. That's, that has no application to where I am whatsoever because it's like, 40 degrees here when it should be 80 or like 70. So it's like, it's weather is crazy. Weather be crazy. Well, it's 15 degrees here. Well, isn't that kind of normal? For, not or is for, that March, cold for March. Not for March. Okay. And, but it, it was supposed, it's supposed to get up to 40s, 50s. So that will melt more snow. Oh, I saw a picture. Some, I saw a, not a picture, a video on Twitter. Somebody had tweeted today where it said um, it was a video of, a guy dressed up like Elsa from, you know, Frozen uh-huh. that was helping push a police truck out of the snow by himself in Boston. And it basically said a drag queen dressed up like Elsa pushing a police wagon out of the snow in the middle of March is the most Boston 2018 thing I've ever seen in my life. Which <laughs> I thought was funny because it was it was a ridiculous looking scene. That's funny. So weather is crazy. Weather is crazy. Thankfully, we did not get what the East Coast is getting right now. Or I don't know, maybe that storm is over. Mm-hmm. But they did get dumped on. And I was complaining about eight inches of snow last week. But I guess yeah, I saw John complain. Miller posted something that was like, it looked like at least, you know, it, it maybe a foot of snow almost. Yes. Like on his back yeah. porch. Yeah. That, that, you know, you expect that kind of stuff in January or December, but not March. Mm. I'm ready to go. It's golf. almost as if we've somehow messed the climate up. It's almost as if we have. It's, it's almost as if humanity has impacted it in some way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Although, I'm ready to golf too. Even though I don't golf, I'm ready to golf this summer at uh, Jingle, Jingle Fest. Fest. You're not going to golf before that, I bet. Heck no. Yeah. The only time I've golfed in the last probably 10 years it was at Jingle Fest last year. Yeah. And you held your own with the big butt um, 
Is that what we called it? The big butt? Yeah. Yeah. The big butt. Ed Butt's driver that I use. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It worked. We did okay. We we lost. We did we, lose. We did okay. Came in second. We came in second. Absolutely. We don't have to say how many teams there no, were. No, we don't. It's kind of like my um, tri-quest. Um, oh, yeah. Running, biking, the and swim, thing, uh, yeah. running, biking, and golfing. We, uh-huh. you know, we came in in second of two. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we won the whole thing out of two teams. That's fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. So, anything going on with you this past week? No. How about you? Uh, well, I went on another trip. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world is KJ this week? <laughs> Well, you know, I talked a little bit last week about it uh, being the Hall of Famer spring break. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when the Hall of Famer came back from Duluth, we headed to the tropical paradise of Lincoln, Nebraska for the rest of the week. Those words don't go together. <laughs> no, they do not. Okay. But, you know, it was in the 50s there and no snow. So it was pretty tropical for us. What's the over under on number of corn ponds as you guys drove through Nebraska? From out of me? Yes. Or At, total? Zero. No corn puns. I would go way over. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that is true. I don't, I don't go for corny. <sighs> <laughs> so how was your trip to the land of Lincoln? So it was Wait good. Wait a minute, that's Illinois. No, <laughs> went to Nebraska. That, that's true, it's Illinois. Uh, it was great. We went, you know, we went to visit my stepbrother and step. I'm going to call her my stepsister-in-law, okay? They're not related by marriage, but basically that's easier than saying my stepbrother's girlfriend. So stepsister-in-law. Actually, it's not My better. brain is already actually, folded in on itself, so just go ahead and tell the story. It's actually sister-in-law's longer than girlfriend. Anyway, we went to visit them. They've been there at about a year now. Um, this is my stepbrother who has done a couple of stints at Antarctica. Oh, yeah. Antarctica. Antarctica. He was the one who was playing bass in the video, like in the, they yes. had like a band. There. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I remember. And uh, so anyway, they moved to Lincoln because she now works at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. Lincoln at the the um, she's head of eco- exhibitions at the International Quilt Museum, which I didn't even know really they had there was one until she got the job. I've never heard of that either. It's kind of crazy. So anyway, we got a behind the scenes tour there, and it was it was oh, cool. very interesting. Um, and we brought our dogs. They have a corgi, so the three dogs had a great time. Oh, and we met Jolene Wojcik in Lincoln at Culver's. Yeah, sounds like you patched all kind of things together in this trip. Yes, we did. Jolene was passing through Lincoln, and so we were able to make a time work. And I, I think we got to chat for uh, at least an hour. And, um, yeah, it sounded like you guys were, I mean, it sounded, it looked like you guys were having a great time in that picture. Yeah, at Culver's, yes, we were, we did have yes. a good time. And, and Welcome she, to Delicious. Yes, and she delivered us a Masters Ball and a ball marker that she donated for our March Madness tournament, which nice. we'll talk about that awesome. more later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really great to, to see her. Shout out, Jolene. Thanks for meeting with us. And we took that picture just for you, Jason. Oh, thank I It had me in stitches. Yeah. <laughs> And we had great food. Lincoln, Nebraska had great food. Did you what, see the? Wasn't it at Culver's? I mean, no, I didn't eat. Culver's I didn't, the same everywhere. I actually didn't eat anything at Culver's. Oh, so not welcome to delicious. Well, for the welcome Hall of to Famer, taking pictures for the Hall of Famer and Jolene, it was welcome to delicious. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
But did you see that, that I tweeted about this cafe we went to called Tina's Cafe? NASCAR, um, a NASCAR. Theme oh, that was breakfast. the one with uh, Dale Earnhardt. Dale, yes, Dale Earnhardt Senior's picture on the wall behind you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I didn't know. I don't remember. I didn't know that was the name of it. Yeah, that's. I saw that picture. It was cool. Um, that place was excellent food. Just a hole in a wall. The you know hole hole in the wall type of. I cannot talk this morning. <laughs> Come on. I need like another cup of coffee. I got to wake up. <sighs> so wait a minute. I, I have a question for you. Okay. Which one was more delicious? Which one welcomed you more to delicious? Since you didn't even eat at Culver's. Uh, well, but you ate at yeah. the other at Tina's. Tina's. That's what you said. The name Tina's. Was, right? um, Tina's. Definitely Tina's. And I think the Hall mm. of Famer would agree because you know, okay, yeah, definitely so, Tina's. So Culver's cannot can no longer use "Welcome to Delicious" in in Lincoln, Nebraska. Not as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And darn. So this place, you know, those di- It's like a diner, but it's really little, and there there isn't hardly any room for anybody. And you you wait we waited and waited for 15 to 20 minutes just to get a table and um at Tina's at Tina's and they had never been there Popular before place. and so who had never been there before Jolene? my my stepbrother no Jolene didn't go there my oh. my stepbrother and my stepsister-in-law had never been there okay <laughs> i'm confusing ter- i'm confusing i'm like my brain is halfway working i need coffee yeah, so J- Jolene and I just met at Culver's, and then she went on her way. She was just passing through Lincoln on the way to Omaha. Oh, okay. Omaha! So, okay, that's a question, because every time I think of Omaha, I do, I do not think of Peyton Manning. Okay. I think of the Counting Crows song. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that song. Um, it goes, Omaha, somewhere in the middle of America. That's the first... Wait a minute. That's a lyric in a... Counting Crows Are lyric. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. That's the... <laughs> These guys got paid for that. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, that's what I think of first. And then I think of <laughs> Peyton Manning. Omaha, somewhere in the middle of America? Get right to the heart of matters. It's the heart that, that matters rhyme. more. I think those are the That's lines. terrible. It's the heart that matters more. That guy dated Courtney Cox. Isn't that the same guy? Adam something or other? I don't know his name. It's Dreadlocks guy, right? Yeah, That's Dreadlocks guy. About. Yeah. Yeah. White Dreadlocks guy. He, it, also, uh, not a good look. But No, I, not really. Ha, you would think since, you know, the guy didn't look like, you know, he should be dating Courtney Cox, that she would be attracted to his, you know, poetic l- lyricism. But he... He wrote that? I don't know if he wrote it. Somebody wrote it. Okay. Courtney Cox. Okay, Courtney Cox. I was thinking Courtney Love. (laughs) Oh, no. Those those are way different. Yeah, they are. Courtney Cox (laughs) from Friends, right? From Bruce Uh, Springsteen's first video. uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I only know her from Dancing in the Dark video. I'm not sure. Friends, is that a movie? Um, I think it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, this Tina's. I like going against the grain there. It, I, well, I, I, I never liked that show really. I mean, I, I took part in it. It, um, what did they used to call it? Must see TV. It was Thursday night along with ER and Will and Grace. I, uh, yeah, I think so. Must I used to TV. get together with my college friends on Thursday nights just to do that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think Friends was first, then Will and Grace, then ER. 
And I could have cared less about friends. But, you know, when you're getting together with friends, it's something it, it's a cool thing to watch friends. So yeah, that's what I we did. What did there. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. that was that was nice. I that you put like a little border around it. That was nice. Yes, I did. Tied it up in a bow. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> so the Tina's again, here's a pronunciation. Do you call it cafe or cafe or cafe? What? It's <laughs> Who says cafe? I threw that in at the end. Just okay. I, I didn't want to assume that you said eat those either, you know, cafe or cafe. <laughs> I, I would say um, uh, cafe. Yeah. Obviously. Well, my family, I know my dad says cafe. So that's one of the words that I interchange all the time when I speak. I sometimes say cafe and sometimes cafe. Is that like a North Dakota, Montana? Yes, Northwest. Thing? Yeah, Northwest. Okay, Northwest. Um, and then we went to the dairy store, which is ice cream made right at the university. So all mm-hmm. of these, this dairy store and the quilt museum, they're all right on campus. And they live, they're renting a house right on campus. So everything was in walkable distance on the oh, campus. Awesome. So we walked to get ice cream. I remember those college days of walking everywhere. Yeah, and they live in a house Pickle. that is is basically a college house um you remember your college apartments when you rent a house well oh yeah that's like the cornerstone of college you know the college experience yes where you live i mean who cares about going to class and learning anything it's getting out on your own in your own apartment and with your friends and doing the dumbest stuff possible yeah yeah and so their their place reminded me of that it's a cute place very big but built in early 1900s or maybe 1920s somewhere in there just oh, cool. uh, reminded me of college days. Um, and then we had great pizza. Did you see there's a theme? Lots of food. We went to a place. I think it was called <laughs> Paisano's. Just a neighborhood pizza place. Really good food. Had a great time there. And then I want you to hear what I ordered at okay. on the coffee shop. Uh, they, they live like right. Ac- you walk out the door and you walk right across the street. And there's this coffee shop that also serves crepes. Food is definitely a common thread in this this story. And you know what? I thought crepes were something other than they were. I always said I don't like crepes, but Uh I always pictured them as like a scone, which I'm not too big on a scone. Uh, Let me guess what a crepe is, or I'll tell you what I think a crepe is. A crepe is like like a... pastry like in a tube that's hollowed out that has like cream or some sort of filling in it right yeah it's what i when i now would describe it as is lefsa looks like lefsa i don't know what that is okay how about a how about a how about a tortilla uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it's like stuff that's wrapped up in and and i think a cannoli is more the what i'm what i just described but a crepe is more like like an omelet of goodness yeah and they so they serve some savory ones like that with eggs and everything and then they had some sweet ones well we ordered the hall of fame and i both got the same one um because it looked the most appealing to us which you know that makes sense when you're ordering usually yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we bought the one that we thought would be the best (laughs) yes i think it was called the persian and it was nutella spread and oh no and i usually i don't mind nutella but it and and some spices, I think some cinnamon spices and maybe some other type of spices, and then sliced bananas. Can you believe I ordered this? Sliced bananas. Yes, in there with the Nutella. It was delicious. I could uh, not believe uh, I liked it. It sounds like more you took a trip to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> it was excellent. I want to go back now just for the crepe. 
So this was a completely like you know, this. What's what's one of those uh, food roadshow or something? What's what's those uh, on um, antique roadshow? Oh, the food network. I don't know. But um, like on the food network, dumps, like, divers, they... and dumps, dives, and <laughs> what? Dives, dumps, and something else. Drive-ins, I think. Drive-ins. A, yeah. I think it's drive-ins in there somewhere. So we. But it sounds like yeah, you went through. Yeah, you took a road trip, and it was. Yeah. It was primarily about the food. And I'll tell you one more thing we did yeah, about food. We went to downtown Lincoln, which is a very cute area. I think they call it Haymarket. They've really, um, I don't know how much work they've done to re- re- renovate it, or, but it was really cute. And we went to the, a place called Licorice International. Tons of different licorice. Now, okay, define licorice for me because... I think of like Twizzlers where they're like woven together, like, you know, like you would weave fabric together. It's well, there's like some woven. like that. Yep. There's some like that. So it's, was it, was this licorice like that? Or was it like, cause I've also seen like licorice, people call licorice like the, it's like, looks like a candy cane kind of texture. It's like hard, harder candy. There was some of that too. Okay. Um, is that all licorice? Is licorice a flavor or is it a texture or we've probably had this conversation before? I don't know what the actual definition of licorice was, but the ones that we ended up, so they had them from different countries, um, Australia, uh-huh. US, Finland, Holland, um, were lots of different countries. And I ended yeah. up getting the ones from Australia. And I think this company that sent that they sent their licorice to the Kornheiser show and they were raving about it and I sampled it. And if it's the same company, I can see why they were raving about it. It was excellent. Oh, so you are backing them, huh? I am backing them. Um, Sweet. can't remember the name of them right off the top of my head. <laughs> but I, I endorse this company I that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> excellent black licorice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. I know you don't like black licorice. No, I'm not in that. But, um, yeah, we, we sampled a whole bunch. It's a big store for licorice. But these licorice, licori? Licorice? Um, that's a good question. I licorices doesn't sound right. Oh, so liquor. Um, you know, that's what, oh. that's what you say when you've had too many drinks you, yeah. and you want another one. Liquor. I <laughs> over here. These were bartender. really thick, you know, um, uh, do you know the ones, the more commercial ones that they sell that are, what are the, you peel them off, but they come mm. in thick rope, but then you can peel them off. And um, the only ones I've ever had is like a Twizzler, and I don't think it's that thick. I don't think that's what you mean. No, I don't. Um, but they're th- It doesn't have like a casing solid. or anything on it. No, it doesn't have a casing. But they're okay. braided and woven in such a way that they're, they come really thick, but then you can peel them off, and they're very thin, little tiny slices are of licorice. Like, I never like eat them that Like needle thin or like Not just quite, like but finger thin or define how thin? Thinner than a here. finger. Maybe okay. like five needles. Thicker than a needle. Yes. Oh, five needles. Okay, five needles. That's a good measurement. Yep. It's like, you know, hands, like how many hands tie, high is that horse? And it's literally the average size man's hand. That's, the, you know, that how they used to do the old measurements before we got the metric system. And America still doesn't seem to want to get into, no, you know, right. the, the, the right side of this. I think that's, isn't that how they got the term horsepower? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. How many horses would it take pull to, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To change this light bulb, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this is a thick licorice, licorice, and in smaller chunks. Excellent. Cool. And then to top all of that off with great food and great fellowship, 
my brother, my stepbrother and I jammed for several hours both evenings. He played guitar, I played uke, and we were nice. just jamming. Yeah, it was really Very great. Nice. It was really great. That's cool. That's always fun to get together with family and that you don't get to see all the time. And especially when you can play music together, it's it's some it's something about playing music and playing it with other people. Is it's a very it's a different it's like. It's like speaking in another language. It's it's very cool. Yeah, it was it was really great. So I highly recommend people go to Lincoln and visit with my stepbrother and stepsister in law <laughs> and jam with them and go go eat with them. They're awesome. <laughs> I like the way you brought that all together. <laughs> <laughs> this general overlay of, you know. If you are if you're related to me and you you are me, this is a great trip. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so I hear you were on the radio last week. Uh, that's what I gather. <laughs> In these days and times, people need to know what's trending, 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 what's trending now. Tic-tac-toe, a pound sign, flashback, throwback, favorites in top five. Now turning back on Twitter from Instagram, was Garoppolo hacked by some local scam? Nikki and Remy Ma battling verse, Richard Simmons missing and Jurassic giving birth. Whether it's intentional or maybe a wolf, now Arium fosters out fighting some wolves. Maybe some pay that no one clicks on, or hashtags for days like your awesome recalls. Hey, BBC News, work from home, dude. Go ahead, take a bow. You watch trending now. What's trending now? What's trending now? What's trending now? Right now. Now. What now? Now what? What's trending now? So I finished watching Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, you did? Yes. And? Are we doing and, a spoiler alert here, or are we just going to talk about um, it? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I, I don't want to... Yeah, because I want to talk about... I'm, I'm just going to talk in sort of vague, but if you don't want to know how the last... I'm kind of going to talk about how it went from the first episode to the last episode. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe. If you don't want to be, you know, have any information about the last episode, then, you know, maybe skip ahead, let's say, what, five minutes? Yeah, maybe maybe we'll put a time. Maybe we'll break yeah, we'll this up in. and put a time code in. Yeah, that works. We'll jump up to the net. We'll we'll put a time code in so so you know. So, um, I'm just giving people time to jump ahead if they want to jump ahead or oh, make up their mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not like I forgot what I was going to say at all. Not at all. You would not so do the, that. <laughs> no, of course not. So we're professionals. We covered that last week. You know, we're professionals with our segues and segment bumpers and, you know, yeah, we, whatever else stuff is called, that professional stuff. We, yeah, we really don't need to cover that more than once. I mean, once we mm. say it, it's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And everything we say is true and correct. Yes. So the last episode kind of mirrors the first episode. Yeah, it, in a way. it does. They bring back a lot. They... What I wrote down when I was thinking about what I wanted to say about this, I typed, they obviously went back and watched the first episode before they wrote the last episode. I should have done that. there's a lot of similarity. Yeah. Uh, well, the only thing that I really remember from the first episode that 
is obvious from this, the last episode is um, Joe. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Joe? Yes, Joe McMillan. McMillan at the very end said, I'm going to ask you one question or um, let's yes. start this out with one question. And that's kind yes. of how the first episode started. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Yep, absolutely. What other things uh, um, were well, parallels? Well, where he... He went to, he was visiting a college class to, in the first episode. And then the last episode, that's where he's ends up. He's teaching at a, at a university, I assume. That's right. He visited, that's how he met Cameron. Correct. Okay. All right. And the centipede game mm-hmm. shows up in either the next to last episode or the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what she was playing in the arcade at the very beginning with yes. the quarter attached to the string. Yep. Um, that shows up. He, he buys it for, as obviously a hundred percent a throwback to you know that's sort of fan servicey and I don't mind that stuff because they weren't blatant with it they were just they didn't say hey this is the first this is how we the first time we ever met you were playing this video game it's they just stuck it in there like they would if they were having an actual relationship and yeah it's up yeah. to the people watching to catch on to it to catch which it, I yeah. I really appreciate about the whole show is that they sort of do relationship they write relationships pretty pretty well I think. Yeah, I do too. I I uh, had a hard time with the final season, and then especially really? yeah, I cry all the time. Cried, cried, cried. I didn't cry at any of it, or even remotely. The thing that struck that stuck me in the final season, in the final episode, they they captured it again. And this is my favorite part of the entire series. The best parts were when they illustrated like the creative process, what mm-hmm. it's about, and how it works, and they really put that eureka moment of inspiration on the screen in a way that you could like feel it come through the screen. And I don't know if it's just because I've had those moments and been part and, you know, as primarily doing creative work, that's kind of where I live in that you have, you know, slogged through a bunch of, you know, I have to work on this and you know, you have to be, you know, dedicated to it and you have to put the work in and put the time in. And then this, this moment of, you know, wow. Oh, amazing. You know, inspiration hits. Yeah, and you, f- I felt that way through the screen as they would come up with stuff and they would do that. So they did a good job of writing and illustrating and acting those moments on the screen. Um, that's what, that's primarily what I. One of the main things I like about this series. So was it there? Did you say there was one moment where in the last episode where you noticed that, or you just talking oh, about yeah. the whole series? Uh, the whole series in particular, but the last. But what I was saying is, in the last episode, they pulled one more of those out at the very end when. Um, Donna ran out to to Cameron and said, I have an idea. And they don't even get into what it is. Right. And so that makes me think, are they going to come back or is it all over? They probably, Um, it's all over. They certainly left it open, Mm -hmm. some threads open that they could come back. And I would like to see actually, because Netflix tends to do this. I bet if a bunch of people watch this and they get a bunch of numbers in that were like, oh, a ton of people are watching this show. Mm Mm-hmm. I bet Netflix would go back because it's not like Firefly where it's too, too, way too far gone to go back to. Um, oh, I still have to watch Firefly. You need to watch Firefly. Yeah. I don't know how well it holds up, but it was awesome, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, and it's only like 13 episodes or even okay. less than that, maybe in the movie. Um, and the movie's okay. The movie kind of wraps it up. I think, I think they could come back because I'm not. Uh, I didn't love the way that this that Halt and Catch Fire ended, to be honest. Well, I figured you probably didn't. It's they left too much open. And yep. I mean, I appreciate the 
I have an idea in that moment of cutting from that. I'm glad that they didn't get in, into more of that because mm-hmm. what they did before that with the two of them with the Phoenix stuff yes. was interesting. And I think that was meant to say this is what's going to happen and we're not going to talk about what the idea is because honestly, I mean, y- if you look at this series, their ideas are awesome, like the stuff they come up with because they're they have the p- people who wrote it have the benefit of history <laughs> to look back yeah, on and go, yeah. let's pull this out. And that's kind of what, because I, I grew up in the 80s, 70s and 80s, and you know went to college in the early 90s and worked at a university in the mid to late 90s or mm-hmm. the mid 90s mm-hmm. um, before getting more into you know engineering and tech when I got out of school. But the in the mid 90s, went you know lived through like this netscape and mozilla stuff and was you know doing html coding for websites and stuff some of the very early parts of the internet and as we know it today and i mean obviously it's way changed today oh, yeah. back then so when i see them when, when i want to see them doing them putting those lists together and like uh websites that are just lists of websites mm-hmm. because there was no like way to search anything and all that stuff was awesome to see. And even like the the hardware side of it where you're integrating, you know, when TCP IP became a big thing and you could actually talk to other machines across the network. And I, I remember when that stuff happened and was like being blown away by it because I was in that moment. It always makes me go, you know, I wish I could go back and, you know, try to pursue some of these ideas that I had at that time. Because not oh, yeah. like I'm yeah. going to be crazy and have anything awesome, but just... I wish I would have realized in that moment, this is going to be enormous. I need to pursue this more instead of, oh, this is cool and fun and interesting to me. And I was spending a lot of time working with computers and learning how to you know, build machines from the hardware to the software to the coding part of it and all this stuff, but never really went anywhere. I almost wish I, wish I had someone with me who was like a visionary and could be like, oh, this is a big deal. We need to really focus on this. Instead, I was just like, oh, this is cool. This is Like a Joe McMillan? Yes. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a cool, that's a very cool character. Obviously, yes. you know, pulling in, you know, Steve Jobs-ish. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that kind of personality, especially in the middle seasons of Halt and Catch Fire. Like, I think it was in three, maybe the end of two where he like literally is Steve Jobs there for a while. Yeah, yeah. And you know that so it sounds like it was nostalgic for you and it was nostalgic for me but not necessarily yeah. because of all the computer stuff but more just the 80s and yeah, early cool. 90s. Mm-hmm. Um now I took the Phoenix um as a ma- a way for them to finally discuss about discuss what happened at Mutiny. To well, finally yeah, put that away. So but I don't know, also, does Phoenix actually happen or is Phoenix a dream? I mean, what are they saying there? It was pretty interesting the way they did that. They well, left it, it was, open. It was them saying we could do this. We, it was them saying we think we can do this and still be friends and have a good time. And right. just do it differently than we did before, which was they were having a good time, but they fought all the time. Right. And they ended up, you know, almost destroying their relationship. What they were saying is our relationship is more important than this, but we still, this is a cool idea. Let's do this. And, Let's get it right this time. Well, even even in the end, they didn't succeed as much as they wanted to. The success came out of, hey, we're still friends and we had yeah. a good time along the way. Yep. They focused on that instead of everything is about this, the success of this product. They learned the lesson of what happened with Mutiny and they were applying it to say, you know, our friendship is the most important thing about, about this. Let's enjoy doing this together. Let's give it all we got. But 
in the end, we're still going to be friends, and this probably is going to fail just like everything else eventually, even though it had some modicum of success. Yeah. Yep. I thought it was neatly done. And do you have right. anything else to say about it? Because I've got one final question. Um, I like the character arcs. If you go back and think about how like Boswell was at the very beginning, and even yes. Gordon, Gordon probably changed the least. Yep. I and agree. even he went through a lot, and Joe's arc was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron, I mean, her hairdo arcs yeah. were enormous. Joe's too. Oh yeah, I forgot about those yeah. long hair in the the middle of the like last couple seasons. Um, I love the time jumps in there. Um, this, if you're watching this show, because I know we've had people, some people say, "Well, I just couldn't get into it" or whatever after the first four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is a lot to ask. And I probably wouldn't do this if somebody asked this to me, just to be honest. You almost have to get to the end of season one where they the thing happens where they all get together for the first time. Yeah. The four main characters. Mm-hmm. You have to get to there to get that, to catch that moment of, oh, this is when this series. And I honestly think it was the writers and everybody, when they got when they shot that scene, they were like, oh, this is what this series is about. Because it yeah. changed from then on. And almost yep. like the first six episodes are just kind of like build up. And that's 45 minute, six 45 minute episodes of build up is a lot. I mean, it's still interesting to me because it's talking about the early days of computers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I like the interaction between a lot of the people. But the series changes at the end of season one and goes up from then the rest of the time. Yeah, what well, good is up when they start. Basically, are you talking about when they start to change the shift of the series to the women? Not just the women, but the inner. But they get all of them together. It right, becomes, right. Not just it the... becomes. Go ahead. Well, it's when they. I mean, we're spoiling stuff. So it's when they get in the car and they go to Comdex. Yes, exactly. That, yeah. When that happens, when you get all of them interacting, and not just you have Gordon here and his wife Donna that are mm-hmm. doing the home stuff mm-hmm. and the kids, yeah. and then you have Joe and uh, Cameron on this other side, and Cameron and Gordon are sort of interacting with each other and you know boswell is just kind of yes in the middle yep. of all this and he kind of disappears for a while for <laughs> when he goes to prison but um it's when they get the five the four or five main characters together and they start interacting is when the series really takes off and that's when it becomes anything is possible this opportunities out there we're going to see where this goes and that's really when they start exploring the they have they start leaning on the okay we know the history of building how the computer industry goes and the internet and you know web searches and all this stuff they start drawing more from that and so they can you know really put some really cool stuff in there and you're like oh i see where this is going before they even say anything about it if you know any of that history yeah you say oh i see i see kind of what they're what they're aiming for here that's when the series really takes off to me so yeah i really this is one of those shows that i didn't know if i was going to like it but liked it you know, near the end of the first season, really liked it, like you were yeah. saying. But now I really miss it. Like, I want more of this show. I want them to do more. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, you you get to I'd the point okay where it's it too much, you know, you, you're just making stuff up, and it's not good anymore. There's a time when you need to... Like, Breaking Bad couldn't have gone any longer. It was done. The story had faded out. You know, right. those I feel sorts like, of things. I feel like at the end of the last season of Halt and Catch Fire, this, the episode after Gordon dies mm-hmm. is good. They could have ended it there. Yeah. They really didn't have anything to say in the last couple episodes to me. Well, but they had to tie it up. They had to tie but everybody up. They didn't really do that, though. 
they started sort of doing that and they tied up some of the relationship stuff, but they yeah. didn't really tie it up. No, that but they tied the relationship stuff up, which is what I was interested in. <laughs> sort of. I mean, I mean, you you know what the two Donna's two and Gordon's two children are up to. You know where what Cameron might do. You know that there might be a new relationship um, uh, business between Donna and Cameron. You know that Joe has started over and Gordon's gone. Yeah, but you knew that. You knew Gordon was before. gone. Obviously. Yeah, you knew. You knew the major parts of that i mean it just i feel like they ran out of stuff to say in the last couple episodes oh they i'm yes they did but i still i still liked the bow the bow tie tie it up i like i like the overall series yes. yeah okay my final question if we still have anybody listening it might just be you and me which is fine that's fine <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i don't do this for the people that no listen. no no it might just be you and me chatting about halt and catch fire which is good because yeah. i've been waiting for you to finish this series for a long time mm-hmm what do you think Donna's idea was? Because I think I I have an idea of what it was. You want to be specific or just general? Whatever you want. They were starting a restaurant. That's not where I went. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think they they built an online game that like like a massive multiplayer online game. Maybe, but she seemed to be she seemed to be really focused in on the payment, the way that they were everybody was paying with cash, and I started to wonder when did credit cards actually come out long before the mid nineties yeah, I can't remember because I was a little girl girl, and I didn't yeah. need credit cards, but I had a something card to do I with college oh, did you something oh, yeah, to do with me. payment or I don't know it seemed e commerce yeah, something like that. That's what I mm-hmm. thought. But I don't think we'll ever find out because I think they're done oh, no. with the show. See, I don't think Cameron cares about any of that stuff. I said the game stuff because that's what she That's liked. what she cares about, yeah. Yeah, and the whole, and her whole, the whole push of her character uh, whenever she was doing games was the interaction and the relationship of games. Mm-hmm. If, and I know what comes next short, shortly after the time that they're in is, you know, Massive multiplayer online games like EverQuest and then World of Warcraft. And there's not a game today that is played really that it doesn't have some sort of online multiplayer thing. Yeah. Yep. And it's this, the relationships. I mean, people have gotten married and it's not even, you know, unusual anymore for people to meet in video games, like in games that build like that, build, build worlds like that. And then literally, you know, meet up in person and get married. That's, that's kind of, that's a that's not even a you know out out there kind of unusual thing anymore. No, it's sort of the sort of a side story or a main story, however you want to look at it, in the book Ready Player One, which is now turning into a movie at the end of this month. We don't want to talk about that book or movie. I thought it was good, but I think the movie has got to be terrible. Oh gosh, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, it's got to be terrible. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, all I've the only thing I've ever heard people who are knowledgeable of and that I respect their opinion on like the history of video games, they all rip that book. Did they? And they've okay. and I tried to read it and I was like, I can't even do it. I read like the first chapter and went, Nope, this is terrible. 
see my ignorance about video games um you know helps me i guess in this book with this book because yeah, I don't dig deep into that. I just read it and, oh, that's nice. And, you know, just read it for entertainment. It just seems like you're skimming the surface of the person that wrote that book is just skimming on the surface and it's mm-hmm. just shallow and vapid in every way imaginable. Well, you, I, I know you're not the only one. I know people hated that book. Yeah. So I'm, I'm rolling with my video game homies on that one. Okay. All right. You know what else is trending? What else? Brackets. Oh, my gosh. We talking about brackets, man. I mean, how silly is that? Brackets. One, by the time you hear this, or people hear this, I should say, um, the the tournament will already be narrowed down to at least, I don't know, maybe 48 teams. Two, there'll be some winners and some losers. The end. <laughs> Bracket analysis. Yeah. But, I could not tell you one team that's in the, the tournament. Um, I can tell you... I can tell you teams because I picked the bracket. I picked brackets, so I know. Oh, okay. Um, but we did get a tweet from Patrick Moffat at mm-hmm. Moffat Patrick, and he says, "Just catching up on because we talked about. Let me go back a little bit. A minute. We talked about the brackets uh, last week or maybe a couple weeks ago, and and yes. I think we must have said something about we thought Patrick won, but we're not sure." Uh, anyway, he says, just catching up on my speaking of tangents, you're damn right I want to defend my bracket challenge championship. And he adds parenthetically, I think I won, maybe wrong. <laughs> and I will be sending for an option for a prize. Hashtag Beetlejuice. I'm glad that nobody remembers who actually won, but it is Patrick. Well, that's stat, our official stance. Young stat man let us know. Oh. At Luke Overby. Patrick won. Hashtag young stat man. Okay. And then he said, I can also donate a prize from something in my house. Oh, I like this. I like this. You enter the competition, you have to donate a prize. I yeah. like this. Well, I, they're both talking. Patrick alluded to it with the hashtag of Beetlejuice. Nice. So that's, <laughs> they're talking about that whole Beetlejuice word cloud. I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it, but I think that's what yes. they're talking about. Yes. Flowchart looking <laughs> thing. And then Patrick Moffat on Facebook doubled down and said, again, I am and will continue to be undefeatable. In <laughs> and he adds in parentheses, that's not a word. And it's then he indefeatable, says, Patrick. Indefeatable. <laughs> he says, I will also remain indefensible, undefendable, undependable, and wholly inscrutable. Awesome. That's not disputable. So don't go bring in young stat man to see if these facts are provable or computable. <laughs> nice. Incalculable. So he is um, doubling down, basically, that he's going to win this whole thing again. Can we just say he won right now? Yeah, Patrick, you win. That way we don't even have to check these brackets. And then I will say, though, that Ed Butt, he, he wrote at, at EDB1947. I had to think about this after I saw him tweet this because I didn't know who this guy was. Okay. But it was involved in the Beetlejuice clues that you gave me, the clues for me to get to Beetlejuice. Okay. Says, by the way, Jeff Jones is a college class classmate of mine. Lived down the wow. hall in freshman dorm at Lawrence wow. University. Jeff Jones is that the president of Uber? Jeff Jones, mm-hmm. or is that the guy who started the cult where they drank the Kool Aid? And yeah, I don't think that was him, though. Oh, that's Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim Jones. I'm, Jim Jones. I'm pretty sure this because Ed was replying to these um, tweets about the Beetlejuice prize. Mm-hmm. Jeff Jones is the dude 
who I know from Ferris. Nine times. Yeah, nine times. That is correct. You are just leading him down the primrose path. (laughs) But that's pretty cool that Ed went to college with him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, But we will have prizes. Like I said earlier, Jolene donated some. And our Mm -hmm. swag master has also donated some prizes. Awesome. Um, And it looks like Luke or Patrick are have something in mind. Yes, and we do plan to have some new SOT merchandise. Yes, we do. Available. Come and if you don't soon. win, you can always give us money for it. Yes. Um, and you have to listen to, to find out You can also give us money win. if you want to win. Yeah, true. And we'll ensure that. We're going to give to- 10 total prizes, first mm-hmm. through seventh place. And then we added this year a middle of the pack and then a penultimate place and then last place. Oh, cool. Prizes have not been determined yet or orders of the prizes. So there may not actually be any prizes. Well, there may not. <laughs> There's but no there... guarantee. There's no guarantees in any of this. That's true. I mean, there's no guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. When you look at the big picture of life, nothing is guaranteed. That's... I mean, a meteor could hit the planet tomorrow. Yeah. But if you, you must listen, you, you could figure out if you won by looking at the brackets, brackets page, but we're not going to go searching for the winner's addresses. Oh, so no. we'll announce it on the podcast and you'll have yes. to send us your address or we'll move on to the next person. Yes, we are not. I mean, this is not this is open to anybody. But if you don't listen to the podcast, particularly the episode where we talk about the winners, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to actually know that we're giving you anything. Yes. OK, now we should I think we should talk about these bracket names because so, some Brackets. of them are pretty funny. Sure. And James Cunningham. This is my favorite part of the whole thing. This whole the, bracket, the only the absolutely. only good part of yeah the bracket stuff to me at all. I mean, I could care less about NCAA basketball. I could care less about most things NCAA now because they've done themselves in. Because they're but evil. They're idiots. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, the bracket names are the best part of this. So yeah. I'm off for this. Well, James Cunningham said we need to judge the brackets. Done. And, and then he said that his is the best. James well, he, is the worst. He actually didn't say that, but. His bracket started out being, he called his bracket, do we have a guest? But mm-hmm. then he changed That's his good. bracket to be, do we have a bracket? Yeah, I, I can see where both of those are good and he can have confidence. But the fact that he changed his own bracket name, I mean, <laughs> he he didn't, if he didn't have confidence in his own thing and can't make up his mind, then why should we even consider it for, you know, the best bracket name? So he's in last place to me right now okay. on bracket names. Um, and then Patrick Moffat has a pretty good one. Who's coming uh, in second? Yes, the Larry Bird of yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Patrick Moffat, a big Boston fan, and this Steelers fan four four nine nine one. I'm pretty sure this is Adam Benson. Cool. He started out with the bracket name Beetlejuice, and he changed it to Bracket Flavored Oreos, which makes me laugh. <laughs> it's good. I, I mean, if you want me to pick your bracket name, you could go Steelers fan, and that's I'm more likely to pick that to win the best bracket name. Yeah, I understand. As a Steelers fan myself. Um, and Robert Colpeen, you might guess his bracket name is Swagmaster. On point. I like it. Yeah. Now, this one is Bob Walsh's um, at Adadaya. Mm-hmm. Can't handle all the love. <laughs> okay, that's my favorite one Which, so far. <laughs> yeah, that one is really good because that is really inside. And yes. it takes a shot at me and my boy. Yes. It's from the quiz, if you don't remember the... Justin Timberlake quote that all Which, the girls 
he they can't handle all the love, which is why he breaks up with all the girls. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that's why they break up with you, Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. that's why. Well, <laughs> that that moment in that quiz, the fact that he predicted how literally the same words that we would say. I know. I don't think people un because I haven't seen much reaction to that. I mean, I'm not you know searching Twitter for it, or right. I'm certainly not looking at Facebook. Yeah. But the fact that he did that is amazing to me, and. I want people to know we did not read that ahead of time. No, that Rec- was an actual. People. We that were shocked. Amazing. Yeah, we were. Yes, yes. Recognize. I mean, it means that we are utterly predictable in what we yes. say, and yes, you can okay. listen to a couple episodes of this podcast and get the gist of all of them. But you know, it but, was great. Yeah, it was, and so that's a fabulous bracket name. Can't handle all yes. the love. That's the leader in the clubhouse for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Eric Lond. Lond- I don't think I spelled that wrong on my paper here. Isn't it Londergan? <laughs> I'm just laughing because of his name, and then you can't pronounce his last name. Oh, yeah, the bracket name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's now the winner. Pronounce this is his bracket name, yeah. and then his name after it, and you mispronounced his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did that on purpose. Sure. Um, Jen Babish, I won fantasy football. I don't need to be reminded of that. Uh-huh. Neither does the Hall of Famer. Okay. Um, GT Lorenzo named mm-hmm. his or her bracket. I dated Phil's mom. <laughs> That's pretty good. And then I don't have the person's name who created this bracket, but it's Polar Vortex FTW. Mm-hmm. And this is Boo Boo seventeen eighty two. I I think this might be Hampton Nager, but I could be wrong. It's Virginia Felix Cavalieris. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good That's one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Al Pool, not yet a youper. Um, I think Uper is a UP. He's from the Upper, Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula, Michigan, yep. And here's one from Hampton Nager, so I might be wrong about the other one. Anyway, it's, is DeAndre a palindrome? Is Dre Andre a palindrome? Oh, is Dre Andre a palindrome? Because <laughs> Dre Andre is a, one of the, uh, I think he's one of the players uh, in Arizona, maybe? Um, You got me. Okay. But the the palindrome for DeAndre Andre would be Erd. It's close. It's close. Um, this one is ES this one's from ESPN fan five two five five seven six four five. Peep Oreos are wrong. I am yes, that's that's way up there on my list now of bracket names. Yeah, my guess is that's Tony Beeson. Don't leave out the three exclamation points in that. <gasps> three exclamation excla- <laughs> Yeah. That's a hat tip right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Welcome to Delicious. Uh <laughs> Animal Revolution Expert. Named the bracket Animal <laughs> Revolution Expert. And uh, you forgot the, the one, one on the end of that. So well, one means he um, must have two brackets, one and two. The Russian judge is going to deduct points for creativity. With on the that one? one, yeah. yeah. J.E. Turner, like 427, like a turgeon, which I think is great. That's good. Um, Matthew Vogel, some people, you know, we, we allow two brackets. Some people filled out two. Some people only filled out one. And I don't blame them for only filling out one because it's hard. I don't blame them for filling out zero. Yeah, I don't either. Matthew Vogel has two. Mm-hmm. Clapton's a blowhard? Question mark. Nice. And the other one Cur- is. Very, very recent reference. Very recent. And the other one is pronounced fluffernutter. Also good. Um, Brendan in Jersey, battle dancing unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that makes me laugh. I don't know what that I means. I have no idea what it means, but it also makes me laugh. 
Yes. Uh, T. Patrick Smith has two bracket names. Um, the first one is Interspecies Aquatic Love. <laughs> and the second one is No Todd Takei Repeat. Nice. So that tells me that Patrick Smith is trying to tank for last place. He's going for the basement. Now, this person, Goofy BSRD, mm -hmm. has named the bracket Onstead slash Fuse 2020. <laughs> so apparently, Did they spell your name right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, apparently, we're going to be running for something, maybe the presidency. Yeah. This bracket is the worst, though, this name. Because why? I'm not going to be vice president. I figured of that's what you were talking about. I I appreciate Come that on. I'm uh, uh, first listing here. I'm going to be the president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a pretty good one. The next one, Kim Wills, 33, reset the bracket to zero. Yep. Um, and John Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. has given us two, 94 feet without a clue, <laughs> <laughs> which is the length of the basketball court, I think. I believe so. And just inside the DC line. Yes. Which is a reference to chatter. Yes. And DJ Very Luke good. 9, which is pretty sure this is Young Statman, because the first name of the bracket is Young Statman. Uh, I don't know. That may be too much of a stretch for me to assume that. It might be, but it's DJ Luke. So it could. Yeah. I guess it could be Adam Benson's son. I, think, I was thinking it was Luke from, you know, um, um, <laughs> what's, I can't think of the name. I don't know. Misa Horny, whatever. Oh, Luke Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Luke. Yeah. And that DJ Luke. Yes. From, you, know? you might be right. Yeah. Um, and the other bracket name is PB and Nay. That's the winner right there. <laughs> That's funny. That's the best one to me so far. <laughs> and then SEJ326 has two bracket names. The first one is Slow Hand or Blowhard? Question mark. Mm -hmm. That's good. And the second one is KJ colon Trivia Hall of Famer. <laughs> Somehow I think that's a shot. That's um, also good. <laughs> uh, Sean Morrissey as Sin Amon. Nice. Very nice. And then Brad Weiss has Flying Blind. <laughs> Both of them very on brand with those bracket names. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, there are there are lots of others, but I just picked out a few here. Um, mm. With if this group, there are PB and Nay is right up there, but I, oh, yeah. I have to go with Can't Handle All the Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I may go PB and A because Luke's on my side with the peanut butter. And no oh, so you're being a homer. Oh, of course. Yeah, I don't. Of that's course. Fine. I would say I'm being a homer with can't handle all the love, but it actually, you know, <laughs> rips on Timberlake. So I'm yes. really not being a homer. I just think it was pretty clever. All these are funny, though. Yeah, I'm glad people are, um, you know, taking, making, making bracket names with some creativity. Oh, absolutely. My bracket names are just halfway decent. They're nothing special. I have a, one called Duck Duck Goose mm. and one called Spy Lodge. Nice. Spy Lodge is good. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you didn't go Duck Duck Gray Duck. Did you investigate that? Or are we going to get to the bottom of that? Um, well, there is a, there is a, we'll talk about that in feedback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Teaser. So you, want to know, you know, you, you want to know what my bracket name is? <laughs> What's your bracket name? I'll let you know when I fill it out. Okay. I can't wait. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey there, person and or people. Thanks again for listening to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. And if we didn't say it before... We're saying it now, so it's not again. It would just be thanks. Thanks. Again. 
If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or visit our website, Facebook, and or Snapchat, where we probably won't get back to you. We also have SoundCloud, whatever that is. Be sure to stay tuned for weather and traffic in your specific area at this exact moment in time. And a sweet story about a local beekeeper who found love online and it's got the whole internet abuzz. So do we have any feedback this week that is or is not related to brackets? Uh, No, we don't have any bracket feedback included in the feedback section. Oh, cool. Nor do we have, I don't think we have any food this week. What? Well, what is right? Well, although we what talked plenty of food podcast? in the um, week in review, so I don't remember what we talked about. Crepes, Nutella, and bananas. Okay. Now okay. It's coming yes, we'll start with Twitter as we always do. Um, and the first few tweets are about some of our recent guests. So Bobby Godfrey at Bobby Godfrey said, "Finally, listened to Speaking of Tangents interview with David Aldridge while mm. feeding Calvin overnight." Wonderful interview, particularly DA's reflections on his trip to the Lorraine Motel. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Thank you, Bob. Bobby. I almost called him Bob, which I have no idea why. I've never called him Bob before. You could have gone with Robert. Could have. Or Robbie. Or Rob. I should just go with which is written in his Twitter handle, which is Bobby. Probably. He probably writes his name like what he wants to be called. I think so. That'd be my guess. Cool Aunt Claire at Cool Aunt Claire. Great to hear Bonnie Burko on Speaking of Tangents again. I agree. Yes. Claire. Totally. And you could say Aunt Claire or Aunt Claire. Yep. Or Claire. <laughs> or Coal. Uh, Coal oh, for cool? Cool. Yeah. Coal yeah. Aunt Claire. Or, kef, or Kaif, right? Yeah. I thought that's what we were going with was mispronouncing everybody's name yeah it's week. not what we're going with it's just oh, what that's i not did the running joke. oh sorry <laughs> uh todd takei at tooth takei is responding to cool aunt claire and omg there must be some more story time segments with bonnie burko yes if she's not imprisoned after this one <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yeah it was great statute of limitations it's a great thing and my crazy aunt sent me an email Oh, cool. And she said, I would like to see The Shape of Water after hearing your guest, Kevin Stanfield. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that made me laugh. I can't imagine. I haven't seen that movie, but from what I've heard about it, it's almost like we need a camera on your crazy aunt watching that movie. Wouldn't that be great? To see the reactions. (laughs) That that, that movie sounds crazy. It does. And speaking of that movie, I, I heard that apparently... Fishman-shaped dildos are now selling out everywhere. I have no response to that. <sighs> I just said that to see what... I mean, it's true. That's what I've heard. I have, I, first off, I can't believe that that exists as a thing. I know. And I cannot believe people are buying them. I can't either. Uh, but that's what I, what I heard. So anyway, we'll move on from that. People are crazy. Yes, very crazy. Um, Now, here's a tweet from Jenny Robbins. And Jenny quoted a tweet from at DuckDuckGo. And DuckDuckGo's tweet said, If you ever get asked why you should use DuckDuckGo instead of Google, here's a definitive answer by somebody named Yeg, Y-Egg. And Jenny Roberts 
Jenny Roberts. Jenny Robbins said, I'm "See, I cannot pronounce people." I'm glad we're keeping that tradition going. God. <laughs> Jenny Robbins says, "Pretty sure they mean duck, duck, gray duck?" Question mark. <laughs> so here's the duck, duck. I said we get to that later. First of all, I don't know what duck, duck, go is, but I'm assuming it's some sort of search engine instead of instead of Google. Yes, get into it. You know, is it duck, duck, go, or is it duck, duck, go? Or is it duck duck go? Yeah, that was a inscrutable halt and catch fire reference right there. Oh, I didn't catch it. The Yahoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Yes, that oh. was that was uncomfortable to watch, and I loved it. It was uncomfortable. They're they're all like, was great. Oh, boy. Um, I wonder where they were going with that, but I think it was just ended up just being like a last, you know. She wins. She's going to rip on him, and they're just going to rip on that guy for a little bit just because they can. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Which made me happy. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm pretty sure that Jenny tweeted this to us largely to get my goat. Or or should I say my duck? <laughs> yeah. Or your gray duck. Or what, my gray um, duck. So I because I was in Nebraska all week, I did not do any research. There aren't okay. uh, many native Minnesotans around those parts. In Nebraska? Yeah. Okay. That's understandable. In fact, I know this because it was 51 degrees, sunny, no snow on the ground, and people were in long down jackets and winter hats, and I was wearing a long sleeve sweatshirt or sweatshirt. And you were like, well, this ain't cold. You should see what real cold is. Yes. 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 Which is, you know, everybody's favorite person. Absolutely. (laughs) You're a wimp, and I am hearty and strong. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Everybody loves that person. It's all relative. It depends on where you are. Of course. Mm -hmm. Everything is relative. And you get used to where you live. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Jen Babish at JBabs Sports Chick retweeted Howard Feynman's tweet. Mm-hmm. Which was just heard that online quote drunk shopping quote is a thing. Post nine p.m. purchases of weird stuff skyrocketing explains a lot about our politics. Mm-hmm. And this also explains a lot about the product that you mentioned before. I know it absolutely does. So and and so Jay Babs Sportschick said, I think speaking of tangents needs to explore this. Well, when I was in. I was in Nebraska when I saw this tweet, and I was actually well on my way to being three sheets to the wind when this one came in. <laughs> Were you shopping online? I was not. And normally, I don't drink that much at all, but let's just say that my stepbrother makes a mean margarita with a nice. generous portion of tequila. So <laughs> I, I did not, I actually don't usually at all, but even with drinking, I did not experience the impulse to make any online purchases. But I, yeah, I, I did hmm. tweet back that I, I thought I was drunk at the time. I don't know that anybody, I don't know if people were believed me. I don't know if Jen believed me or not, but maybe she thought I was kidding, but I was actually drunk and I didn't make any purchases. <laughs> but you did drunk tweet. I did. Like. I'm, I, I made the decision to, to do it and then just get away so I wouldn't re- do anything yeah. dumb. <laughs> See, I think that's what Howard is hinting at is, you know. Explains a lot about our politics. A lot of our political people now are tweeting crazy stuff. Yeah. That could be possibly what some of this is. So have you you heard of that? 
that online drunk, drunk shopping. shopping yeah oh yeah okay it's like drunk I dialing when you call people call like ex-girlfriends yeah. or people that you know you hadn't seen in forever when you're drunk it's yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard of that term before and i think jenny robbins said she once received some god what was it like a bacon tray that her friend sent her <laughs> when she was drunk and Jenny said, I'm going to butcher it, so I won't even say it, but because I don't have that tweet in front of me. But she basically, she said, who was I to look a gift horse in the mouth? So she liked go. her gift. Yes. Uh, so no, I a haven't done it. pig in the mouth? It's bacon? Yeah, I don't think it's, it was um, that. Um, but maybe I'm, it was. I'm riffing here. Yeah. So we need, we need to workshop that a little more. Basically, Jen, I think we've explored it. Jason and I don't do it. And I actually was drunk, and I didn't do it. You were drunk and online, and yes. yet no shopping took place. No, I didn't. Yeah, and you know we talked about curling last week and the gold medal chat about being whether the gold medal was chocolate or actually gold. Yes. Um, the well, hard hitting investigative journalism that we're known for. Yes. Yeah, so Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop answers that question about. He said, "I don't know about the curling medals, but the hockey medals are real gold, not chocolate." Nice to hear. And he included a picture of his kids with um, the U.S. hockey gold medalist. I think her name is Megan Duggan or Dugan. Sure. And she's wearing her medal. So I don't know. I yes. think kids maybe got to touch the medal. Yeah, she liked cool. that tweet, by the way, too. Yes, she did. I saw that. That's cool, yeah. And Simeon Copeland at The Schmooze said, hot curlers, hashtag that's funny to chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh. Hot curlers. It's like what <laughs> <laughs> ladies used in the 50s Yeah. for their hair. Um. And then on the, we got a few tweets about slow hand versus blowhard. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> so Matthew Vogel at Vogel Matt said, blowhard from slow hand would have made, would have had me driving off the road if I had heard it a few minutes later. Fortunately, I had the time to recover before I put the car in gear. <laughs> and Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey just included a gif of, I think it was the three little pigs, the wolf blowing Blowing over the straw house. Yes, it was like a cartoon version. Yeah, yeah and all. He, I, I mean, of course, it was a cartoon version because <laughs> that didn't exist like with yeah. real live animals. So, and all he <laughs> that wrote, was unnecessary explanation. It, but I, but I appreciated it. Yes, because okay. sometimes I need that kind of explanation. And he sure. used, he did two words: Eric Clapton. There you go. <laughs> and Scott Jenkins at Sej three twenty six. When I heard at Buffalo Alice say the name of that Clapton album, my immediate reaction was. Eric Clapton released an album called Blowhard. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. Judo Fuse saved me a trip to my Google machine to look it up. KJ's title was more interesting than the real one, though. <laughs> it's true. And then Al Poole responded to that at Al Poole 33. KJ on the pod is like life before Google, and people would just guess that they know something, and we would end up agreeing with the person that spoke the loudest, even though we could not look it up. She is a hoot. Hashtag Beetlejuice. Yes. Although I don't that was know another that Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, moment. Beetlejuice didn't... Um, come out as very confident for me. It took me a while to come up with Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. And John Fitzpatrick at Fitzjohn P. So KJ was close. I'm pretty sure Blowhard was Clapton's nickname for Jack Bruce and the reason Cream broke up. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> so, if, see, if that's the case, I don't think Blowhard is too fetch, too far-fetched of an album title, do you? No, I would say that some people would call Eric Clapton a Blowhard because okay. of his, he seems a little, he, he used to be a little self-serious, it seemed. From the stories I've heard. Like I, I told you, I think it's a deep, deep cut, this blowhard. You know, Eric Clapton wrote Layla about George Harrison's wife. No. 
which I mean, I did it's not like, know. It's like it's crazy. That's if that had happened today between like some of the most famous musicians, people would be losing their minds on Twitter with social media and stuff. Oh, absolutely. It was was George Harrison's wife's name actually Layla, or did he change no, the it name? No, was uh, Patty, whatever. Oh yeah, I can think of now was Patty Hearst, and that's not it. No, it's, it's Patty not Patty something. Hearst. <laughs> Although this might have been like a hostage type situation. This is the same um, Patty that Liz Clark tweeted about in reference to. Yes, she was the muse for many in songs. My boots jingle. Yes. That I, yeah, okay. She was Patty. Was a very you know, must have been something else. I didn't realize she was George Harrison's wife. I think so. I think it was his wife at the time, and Clapton wrote Layla about her. And Clapton and Harrison were friends, so not anymore. Well, mm, not anymore. Not at that. Sure. Not after that came out, and that yeah. that you know leaked. Um. Okay, we got some pronunciations and some clarifications because you know mm-hmm. when we did pronunciations last week, we asked how some of the people that sent them to us pronounced them. Yes. So the first one is from Dr. Garrett Schumann about the word I R I B A L D. At G-A-A-R-T, that's Garrett's. Ribald. <laughs> yes. The word is ribald. And he said, I, sorry I threw you two for a loop. I thought of ribald because I heard it pronounced oddly on a different podcast. Yes, I listened to others. And what? I say it like KJ. Oh, ribald. The word is ribald. <laughs> ribald is how I think I said it. It must be uh, our Midwestern accents that make us say a ribald. Ribald means sounds like to me someone who got hair transplanted yes. and went bald again. Yeah, ribald. He rebalded. Yeah, he's rebalding. Um, next one from Todd Takei at Tooth Takei about the the town where they make yes. the major league baseball bats. Yes. Um, lo- number one, locals who are UK fans pronounce Louisville Louisville with a level of disgust that e- even needed to be said aloud. <laughs> That's true. That's and true. two. The Fayetteville, I would rivals. think most people the would. The word it... is rivals. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. Number two, the Fayetteville, I would think most people would envision is the one in Arkansas. Oh, okay. I can believe, I can see that. Yeah, I remember that. And of course, you're right. I think I sent you a text that you're right. There is a Fayetteville in Georgia, which is literally like 30 minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah. Which but... I knew. It's just the one in North Carolina sticks out to me because it's where I grew up. That's funny. And Todd is saying Arkansas. And I guess... Arkansas. I might have just got lucky with Georgia. I think Arkansas was the one I was thinking of. Oh, uh, and there's like Fayetteville. I think a couple other people tweeted stuff about Fayetteville. Like, it's I think of this one or that one, and it's it's like some of some city names. It's they're almost every state has has a version of it somewhere. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Iowa's got a few. Um, and they're really weird pronunciations where if you look at it, you're like, why are you saying it that way? Of course, I can't think any of any right now, but I'll do some research. <laughs> Those would be very interesting to hear. Wouldn't they be? Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Masterson at Bruce J. Masterson. It's a hard shell clam. Hashtag Q-U-A-H-O-G. Mm-hmm. And then he added later, the city of Quahog is modeled after Cranston, Rhode Island, Rhode Island where I am currently situated. Oh, cool. Okay. And so do is we... that where um, what's his face? Um, what's his face that created family? Guy? Seth, what's his face? Seth McFarlane. You know, yeah. Is he from Cranston, Rhode Island? Maybe. I don't know, but I think that's a pretty good guess. Yeah, I'm going with that. 
So we, we didn't get a clarification of how to say it, but we do know now, we now know that it's a hard shell clam. Maybe you already mm-hmm. knew, but I didn't. Quahog. Uh, yeah. Quahog. And then the last one, uh, James Cunningham at James Ivy 1978. Speaking of tangents, you pronounced it correctly. But the guy whose name's Steubenville is named after Baron von Steuben, Prussian General Revolutionary War, pr- pronounced it Steuben. So it could have been pronounced Steubenville. Well, I mean, if you want to be a Russian, you can pronounce it Steubenville. Yeah. Well, there, well, that's a nice little history lesson, though, from the New Hope. Yeah, Cunningham. very good. Baron von Steuben. Baron von Steuben or Steuben. Yeah. When I, when I was growing up, I always wanted like a von or a van in my name somewhere in the middle or day, like, you know, Jason Defuse, Jason <laughs> Von Fuse, something like that, you know. I think Vaughn is cooler. I agree. Jason or, Von Fuse. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Jason Von Baron Fuse. Ooh, add the Baron in. Yes. That's kind of reminded me of the, was it Sean Morsey that tweeted out about the blues names? Yes. Those and you, you take the, your initials of your first, middle, and last name, mm-hmm. and then you make your name. And yours was, what was yours? Do you remember? Bony Liver Brown. Bony Liver Brown. That's pretty cool. Yes. Mine was Curly, Curly Boy, Boy King. King. Yep. Which was also cool, except I'm not a boy. So and Curly, cur- Curly Girl actually rings pretty well. Curly Girl King. Not as good That's, as Bony Liver Boy. Curly Girl Bony King Liver reminds, Brown. makes me think of Carol King. Carol, which yeah. is actually Carol Kane. <laughs> which, That's right. She changed her name from Kane to King. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And she also had curly hair, didn't she? That's Absolutely. That's why I said yeah. that. Yeah. So that was <laughs> kind of Hence the fun. phrase, makes me think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that do we have any Amazon reviews this week? Um... Okay. We were tweeting a couple of, of potential ones. What was the one you were telling me about? Um, that had to do with the shape of water. Oh, and, yeah. And I think we We've probably already covered about the shape that. of water. In, yes, yeah. we have. Yes, we have. We'll, we'll just stop right there. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this week? No, that'll do it. Good luck in okay. your brackets. Go fill your bracket out, Jason. Brackets. I guess I got to figure that out. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. And speaking of food, I remember the name of the Australian licorice that I mentioned earlier, the one that I loved. Was it called Razor Blades? Uh, it's made by a company called Daryl Lee, or Leah, but I think it's Daryl Lee, L-E-A. Man, it's the best liquor I think I've ever had. And I'm not being paid by Daryl Lee to say that, but if Daryl Lee would like to sponsor this podcast, we would gladly accept. Or if Daryl Lee just wanted to send us a box of that, we'd be up for that too. Or even if the pedantic jerk would just like to bring some Daryl Lee licorice back from Australia for us, that would even be a win. Oh, and speaking of pedantry... Uh, never mind. It's not a big deal. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you. Quilts! 
Bye-bye.